Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 20th, and our reading comes from Romans chapter 6. Beginning in verse 1, Paul says this, Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of His wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, you joined Him in His death? Paul begins chapter 6 by addressing this question people have a tendency to ask when they hear about grace. Remember from yesterday, Paul says, where sin abounds, grace abounds more and more. And people have heard that before, especially people that have a kind of a religious background or who've grown up in a real religious, performance-oriented culture. They say, well, if God's grace increases when I sin— then that means we should just keep on sinning so that God's grace will grow more and more in our lives, right? And they're kind of being sarcastic. And they're saying, well, your grace message is giving people a license to sin. So Paul says, if grace abounds in the face of our sin, should we keep on sinning? And he says, of course not. He says that when we trusted in Christ, we died to sin. Now, what does that mean? It means we died to our independence. Remember, a relationship with God is not just a pass into heaven. It's opening our heart and receiving Christ as our Savior and King. And when we do that, the Spirit of God comes to live in us. We become one with Him. Baptism's a picture of this. We have died with Christ and we've been resurrected to new life in Christ. We're one with Him. So we have died to this life of independence where we were doing our own thing and we were living in sin, indulging the lust of our flesh. Now, this is so important to understand. In our independence, our desires did not go away. What we were doing when we were living in independence is we were trying to satisfy our God-given desires in a worldly and usually sinful way, okay? So when we come to Christ, what he means by we have died to that old life, we've died to sin, it means we've died to independence. Now listen, our desires are still there. The difference is we're coming to Jesus and to what Jesus provides in order to find satisfaction to the God-given desire He has put in our life. That desire, that longing is for the kingdom and for God's presence and for culture and all of the things that are in the kingdom of God. We long for that. I love this quote by C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis was a great author and thinker. He was an atheist who became a Christian and then became a very prolific 
writer, an incredibly intelligent man. But one of the things that C.S. Lewis said was this. He said, if I find within myself a desire that this world can never satisfy, the most reasonable explanation is that I was created for another world. You say, well, Alan, what kind of world were we created for? We were created for Eden. We were created for a perfect world without sin, without independence, a world where we were in a beautiful relationship with God and a beautiful life-giving relationship with each other. But our sin, our declaration of independence from God, caused us then to enter into this relationship with each other where everybody, and you see this right away in Genesis chapter 3, where everybody's fighting for control, fighting for resource, fighting for dominance, fighting for their agenda. Life becomes this this struggle and this striving. We have these God-given desires, but now we're trying to satisfy them independently of God, independently of each other. Everybody's trying to build their own little kingdom. Well, that's what creates all the pain and chaos in our world. So what Paul is describing here is that when we come to Christ, we die to independence. And we take those God-given desires and we direct them towards Jesus and healthy relationships with other people and the body of Christ and the purpose of God and the fruit of the Spirit. So God begins working in us to satisfy those desires. So we've died to our attempt to get our God-given desire met independently of God. That's what we're dying to. And listen, this is a real challenge because we've got a lot of people in churches all over America who have trusted in Jesus to go to heaven. And the truth is they're grateful for what Jesus did for them on the cross, but they are still trying to satisfy their God-given longing and desire through the world independently of God and often independently of people around them. They're still fighting for their own kingdom. And so although they're Christian, the truth is they've never experienced the Christian life. They've never experienced intimacy with God. Their relationships are a mess. And often over time, they begin to get disillusioned and they have a tendency to say, well, I'm a Christian and and I've gone to church and, and I'm just not sure about that God stuff. And I'm not sure that church is really helping me. In fact, during the pandemic, a lot of people quit going to church. And when they evaluated their life, you know what they concluded? They just concluded, I'm not going back because it wasn't helping me. Well, what's the problem? The problem is they never really stepped into a Christian life. They are trusting Jesus to go to heaven, which is important, but they were still living independently of God. They're still trying to find life. They're still trying to satisfy their deepest longings and desires independently of God. And at the detriment of other people, they're trying to build their own kingdom and it doesn't satisfy and it leads to brokenness and and pain and disillusionment and heartache, right? And we're longing for more. We're desperate for more. What we're desperate for is Jesus and his kingdom. Now, let me keep reading. Verse six, 
We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We're no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Oh gosh, this is so important. So before we trusted in Jesus, because we were separated from God, living in sin, our independence, the only thing we could look to was the world. But when we trusted Jesus, watch this, God took out our stony heart and gave us a tender, responsive heart. And God placed his spirit in us. So we're united with God. And that spirit, the spirit of God in us is moving us towards Jesus and holiness and righteousness. So the power of sin, the power of independence that forced us to look to the world has been broken by our union with Christ. And the spirit of God now is living in us and empowering us to move towards Jesus and into holiness, healing, transformation. Verse 10, when Jesus died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. We too live for the glory of God. And listen, when we live for his glory instead of our glory, it's far more satisfying. I mean, just look at Hollywood. Just look at all the famous people in our world. <laughs> Do they look satisfied by all their glory? The truth is, when we try to find life and satisfaction in our own glory, it's never enough. I mean, this is, this is really how sin entered into creation, is Satan was created. He's an angel. He's glorious. But he began trying to find life in his own glory, and it was never enough. In fact, he decided, I'm going to overthrow the kingdom of God. And you know, we do the same thing. In our search for glory, we declare independence. I will build my own kingdom. But we never find satisfaction. When you live for your own glory, it'll never be enough. When we live for the glory of God, we find the satisfaction. We're looking for verse 12. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not let your sinful desires control you. Don't let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourself completely to God. Let your whole life be an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master. For you're no longer under the requirements of the law since you live under grace, under freedom. This is so important. Before Jesus came and we were ushered into this friendship, this relationship, we were trying to pursue righteousness through the law. Now, because of what Jesus has done and the invitation he's given for us to be his friend and to live in a relationship, now the path to holiness and righteousness is not obsessing over the law. It's learning to live in the presence of God. Now, that doesn't mean we throw out the law. The law is still a great framework and structure, and it helps us. It benefits us. It protects us. It's like guardrails that keep us from driving off the mountain. But our strategy is drawing near to Jesus and living for his glory and living for his pleasure and delight. And as we do, we find pleasure and delight and freedom. We discover that everything God has invited us into is actually what we're designed for. It's actually what makes us happy. It's actually what satisfies us. And so we long for it. 
Let me read a couple more verses right here. Verse 15, well, then, since God's grace has set us free from the law, does that mean we can go on sinning? Once again, he says, of course not. You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. At the end of the day, independence always leads to death, destruction, pain, isolation. When we choose righteousness, it leads to healing, strength, connection, purpose, satisfaction, joy. God is inviting us into abundant life. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much. I'm so encouraged by today's scripture. There's so much in Romans. It's so rich. God, you've invited us into relationship. You've invited us into new life. Holy Spirit, we open our hearts to you today. Speak to us. Heal us. Transform us. God, satisfy all of our deepest longings as we live in your presence and live for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I know that was a lot today. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.